When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. Yeah, you. Stand up, Adam. What the fuck? <sighs> Green. Well done. Proud of you, son. Looking the part. You too, Jay. Thank you. The top yeah. part. Up, Do you know what? For a producer, he knows fuck all about where to be on these microphones, doesn't he? <laughs> Dick. Um, where'd you get them clothes? Wayne Illica's house. Hey. Oh, <coughs> he's done you there, hasn't he, eh? He's done you. Yeah. Right. Where'd you get your shit joke? The, the shit joke stuff. Anyway. All right, so go on. Uh, we've got multi-award winning journalist, of course, um, Jason Motterzad. Thank you, sir. And um, we've got... What did you win last night? Fuck all. Oh, yeah, fuck all. Yeah. Wow, what was he up for winning? I don't know, what was you up for winning? Editor of the year. Where's this at? At uni, Salford Uni, Baftars. Right, like and what you were nominated for? Was that nominated for editor of the year? For yeah. Which, which piece that we did? Uh, none of them. It's for like another piece I did. Oh. And I didn't win. That's why then, isn't it? But I did have about 12 glasses <coughs> of red wine for free. And right. I don't remember getting oh. home. And Put I'm, that on your I fucking LinkedIn then. I came in today and I was pissed. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and I'll piss Adam when I see you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's usually when we fucking see him. Exactly. I wouldn't know a sober Adam if I saw one. No, exactly. I, did, did we have the tweet? The, the tweet. Sweet. Is that it there? The infamous tweet yes. on it. Never drinking again. Yeah. Yes. Literally, he's that fucking drunk. I made a mug of him saying, <laughs> never drinking again. <laughs> and it's Quite got... the opposite there, isn't it? Yeah. Hey. Oh, no, actually, Mind they kind of so mean the same yeah, thing. Sober as fucking, uh, never drinking again. one's ironic and one's um, just factual. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Black kit. Yeah, that's kind of uh, nothing. Um... Well, lucky I'm not winning, but at least you got nominated, and that's what counts. That's what losers say. That's what yeah, losers that's say. What I said to the people. Didn't get the three points this didn't time. Didn't win the awards that I won. Didn't get the three points this time, but you know, go again next week. Go on a Michael Carrick press conference excuse. I hate press conferences. They've made I the do. shit, aren't they? I hate them. What is the point? You know what they're going to say? I hate, I hate that the embargo stuff for papers. Yeah. Fuck your papers. I know, and that's always the best stuff. Like, they'll just give bland and answers. Fuck, and do what? Like, and fuck the Sunday papers. Yeah. Embargo till ten thirty for the for the. All right. Well, what about the pigeon carriers, right? What about fucking telegrams? Wow. What about parchment, <laughs> right? It's and then so we embargo some it. shit for Sundays. Right. Do just some other work. Not telling anyone to suck eggs. Just explain what embargo means because some people may know what not what the fuck. Embargo you're means. Press conferences, football press conferences. For starters, they're beige as fuck. They're yeah. so shit. Horrible. Horrible. There hasn't been a good question asked since about 2002, right? In a single press conference. Someone that used to do press conferences more recently than that, I'll disagree, but go on. 2005? <laughs> yeah, come on. Fair enough. Since Roy Keane left. Yeah, that's fair. So, you, you get to ask questions. Some of the questions are an absolute fucking waste. Yep. And it's some of our mates that ask the questions in them as well. Do you know what, though, right? Right. No, and I know some of them point. are told to yeah, ask that question. I've been in that situation where I, you know... Can get, you be the one that asks about ask injuries? Can him about Gabriel Jesus on his scooter? No, I don't want to. Go on, it'll be really funny. But didn't Fergie used to come out with an itinerary of what he was going to talk about? Fergie was great because what Fergie did was he took the questions out of the press conference. That was his novel approach to press conferences. He sat down and just spoke without any questions. And he was the only one that did that. And then others started copying him. So he'd sit down and he'd talk about what he wanted to talk about. So he'd say things like, you know, I don't know, um, Real Fernand's got an injury. Um, so he'd give you the injury update. Yeah, he'd give you the injury update. Give you a quote about yeah, the opposition. Say, yeah, you know, Bolton are a good team. Allardyce has got them playing good football. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So you don't have to have that bone question of, yeah. what do you think about uh, Wimbledon? And then basically as well, everything he spoke about then was what he wanted to talk about. So uh, Karen played over the air, so everyone had a drink. Um, and he was very sort of happy and jovial. Didn't he win manager of the year, player of the year? I think it was, yeah. It was 2013, mm -hmm. it was that one. Um, so he had like, oh, you know the big magnums of champagne that the yeah, yeah. Carlin or whatever it was, the Premier League give you. Um, and then 
So he was all right, like, and it's like all managers can be moody or they can be happy. But there was times where Fergie had, like, so many tricks, like, in the book to just piss people off or just because when he was, like, he'd do things like flick mics off. <laughs> so everyone would put the microphones and the, the recorders down and he'd just flick them off as he was talking or he'd do this. <laughs> Cameramen have got something to do. <laughs> 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 or he'd shut you out of the press conference and, you know, ban you. Um, but yeah, it was like, I remember going to a Fergie press conference, absolutely bricking it. And my editor said, don't worry, you don't have to ask any questions. So I was just like, phew. Because, you know, obviously, I know I don't like to talk about it, but I interviewed Sarge recently. Uh, but that was different because I was always scared if I went to a press conference and I could ask him something that, to me or you, is the most no, innocent question. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he mm. could be infuriated by it because... He just didn't want to answer it, or he'd answered it last week and you didn't know, whatever. So, yeah. It's like the whole never meet your heroes thing, isn't it? Yeah. In case you say something bad and then your perception of it changed. Bollocks, forever. get new heroes. Well, it was like that because I remember when I did the Europa one once and it was Jose, and I asked him about Andy Marshall, and he was fine. He just gave me a normal answer and he was playing well. And the guy next to me, I can't remember who it was, asked him a follow up question and he went apeshit. <laughs> like, started screaming at him. Like, I thought, thank God that wasn't me because I'd probably been in tears. Look like you, oh. Jose. I think it was just that was that one Very more question was. about Martial mm. that pushed him over. Well, anyway, <clears throat> Sorry, in press on. conferences, they have um, obviously a handful of questions, and so many of them are just underarm, just pish. Yeah. Who's injured? Have you been to a press conference? You get shut out or bad? No. No. Because yeah. <laughs> you were, was, there was a thing, wasn't there, where you. No, I, I got. Um, through working for the Premier League, yeah. um, I did some stuff where I was, uh, I got press access, but it was never press conference right. access. Um, and for the derby, the first Pep Jose derby, I did something on the pitch for, uh, was it called the, is it called the Big Match? Something like that. It's basically like Soccer AM, but it's a worldwide thing. It doesn't happen in England. Um, that the Premier League put out, you're like syndicate to everyone. Right. <clears throat> it's called the Big Match or something Is that like what you that. did the post-match stuff as well? There was one where you were in like a bar with like Laura Woods was there. And no, that I was I remember getting home and you were on my telly. I was like... Soccer M, that was. Oh, was it? No, the, the thingy one was, um, it was before the match. So because it was before the match, I had a, a press pass. So I was in the press room. Um, I just sat down and, and chatted to Paddy Carreron, which was Mint, <laughs> and, Andy, and Andy Mitten. <clears throat> and, um, and that was it, really. And it wasn't in the press conference. So I didn't get, I didn't even think I have an option to go in. Right. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, there was no press conference access to me. I've offered my services to, to heckle shit questions. It's not been accepted yet. The thing is, United as well, it's so limited. Like, you get five minutes for broadcast <clears throat> and then probably about 10 minutes for the embargo bit for the yeah, papers. Yeah, so they, they, they save a bit yeah. for the papers. Yeah. Because the idea the idea being is if, if, if everything goes out at once, then the papers for the morning are not going to have anything new on them. Which, as you're pointing out, is kind of like old school because, I mean, the embargo is... What about people who make stone fucking tablets? Yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> they, they haven't got enough time to write their hieroglyphics. Yeah. Um, and but, then they also embargo some random shit, and I don't know how often this still happens, for the Sunday papers. Yeah, yeah, they used to do a separate um, one where for the first embargo, you'd all do it in the same room, mm. and then for the Sundays, they'd go into another room and, like, take the Sunday journalists with them. Which was all very, you know, cloak and dagger, and I was never involved in that. But yeah, it's he definitely had custard creams in that one. Of course, he did. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's like you say, you know, and every all that happens is now anyway. Is at half ten at night when the embargo's lifted, everyone tweets it. So you've got no reason to go out and buy the paper if you don't want oh. it because it's all no. all it's online it's just, anyway. And the newspapers put it on their websites before yeah. they put it out in their newspaper yeah. the next so day. So it doesn't make much sense to it's me. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't have a better way of doing it necessarily apart from allow me to heckle the shit questions. Yeah, I, but I, on a just a serious note, and obviously from a personal interest note, I'd love to see more tactical questions in, and I don't know how many of them would be asked, and I don't know how many of them would be answered, and I don't know how many of them. You'd get the truth on, like every question in a press conference. You can't expect the truth when you ask them. And Chael Sonnen, the MMA fighter, has got a, a brilliant thing on this. As soon as one fight ends, the promo and the mind games for the next one starts, as soon as. And he goes, and you owe nobody anything, including the truth, in press conferences. You did a, that's my that's a good one, that. But you did a press conference with the mayor, didn't you, not long ago? Um, wasn't really a press conference, no. Well, was that was such, it an interview or? It was sort of a bit of a Q and A for it. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like a press conference. There was a bit of back and forward for it, um, and I did ask some questions. Nobody else asked any questions, <laughs> and I think it was because no one else gave a fuck about what they were talking about. But it was really good stuff. It was for yeah. you know the future of football and kind of important like that. Yeah, and you just think all these fucking journalists here just sitting here like 
you got to add value to your craft, yeah. haven't you? Mm. You're just taking the notes of a question somebody else asked and somebody else answered. Well done. Oh, yeah, and I think that the it's thing with, with, with Andy Burnham <coughs> is obviously you can get him on anything. I think press conferences, though, it's just playing it safe. It's a formula that isn't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fucking double broke. I know it's double broke, but when you think about it, like, from you a newspaper's perspective, you think they're asked, if, is, is, are they going to sell papers on the back of it saying, like, here's why Oli plays 4-3-3 three, three now? You might to Not necessarily. Do you know what, though? Like, what you're saying, I think it was Paul Rankast who asked Jose a question that a bit more tactical. And he was like, he, Jose was like, I'm going to read out, by the way, we've got some super chats. Do get involved in the chat and hit that like button. I will read out some super chats in a minute. But I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Paul Rancaster asked Jose a technical, or a tactical question, sorry. And he was like, that's a really good question. And I, think they would, I think managers would like that. I just think that in the defence of journalists, it's like a lot of the time you've either got a line that you need to get out of them, you've got a story that you're trying to cover, hmm. or your readers, you know, by and large, not everyone, I'm not insulting them, but we'll, we just want to hear, like, you know, Jose rants about ref or whatever, but it's like, rather than <coughs> Jose explains why he went from about three to about four or whatever. Yeah, but, we, but that's something that I think is way more of a valuable. Like, because I sit there and I, I watch the press conferences and someone's like, any update on signings? Oh, I never talk about signings. We all knew he was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had it with... Um, Pet Guardiola shut me down once when I, again... We were doing this thing. Referees had gone on strike across. Mm-hmm. You probably remember it uh, across like Sunday League and everything. About four years ago, they'd just been getting abused, and like this young lad called Ryan had, had sort of announced his strike and got this strike going. So I asked him something a little bit about that, sort of framing it around, you know, respect for the officials. And he was just like, "I'm not talking about officials. I don't talk about referees." And I was like, trying to reword it, but asking the same question. You know, I understand you don't watch, but do you think there's a level of respect that there should be, or whatever? I can't remember what exactly the thing was saying. I don't talk about it. He just wouldn't. But it was like, I had to ask him because we were doing that story. I remember one lad who asked Manuel, Pe- Manuel Pellegrini about rainbow laces because he was covering a story about it. And he just had a felt for him because he was trying to explain. And Manuel Pellegrini's like, going to his interpreter. And it was just like a waste of time because he didn't know what he was on about and he didn't answer it. But he had to ask because that's the story you're covering. Well, get that. But it's the bone ones about who's injured. Who you signing? You won six nil last week. Was everyone pleased with that? <laughs> yeah. Bit footy manager, isn't it? No, yeah. but I've had to fucking lift them all week after fucking. Yeah. They come in honestly. There's like a cloud over the place after winning. Six. What the fuck kind of questions? Literally, that was all I wanted to do. I said, listen, I'll just sit in the back and I'll say nothing. And then when you get one of them, we're like, he's not going to fucking answer that, is he, you dick? I mean, personality's just been ripped out on it. Like you seen a langer after the Wolves game, and it was like, Christ. You know, there's an interview here with someone who's just actually buzzing that he's just scored his first United game. Think about Two Clough with Sky, if we'd have had Clough and Sky yeah. properly, because yeah, we yeah, had it for like a year. The, yeah, is, yeah. the thing is, though, with that Alanga thing, look 1970s at him version. go two years in the future and watch an interview with him, and he'll say the same, he'll say the same shit that everyone else says. Yeah, and I can tell um, you what he's going to say before I'm, he gets I'm delighted I scored a hat-trick at the Stratford end against Liverpool, but I was, I'm, more, I'm more happy. Yeah, I've worked points. hard for this my entire life, and the team played well, and really, I just finished it, and boo! Yeah. <laughs> Mate, um, in the super chat, Alfie Palmer says, Hi lads, did you see Gary Neville give Poch and Southgate the credit for Luke Shaw's revival on Wednesday? Sad to see even Neville not give Ollie credit. That's a good question, that. Do you think Ollie deserves credit for what we've seen with Luke Shaw? 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen this. I've seen Trevor Sinclair, who I don't like name checking on him, forgive me, but saying like Guardiola deserves credit for, for what he's done with Sterling. And I think Sterling's playing at a level. He's a £50 million pound player. Yeah, as a teenager. <laughs> And I think he scored as many goals in his last season at Liverpool as he got last season. Yeah. So he's progressed the way you'd expect a player of that talent. The, the the transformation of what Shaw has been the last six months yeah. versus what he was in his time under Jose. You know, mm. and I've, I've seen a ton of people going, oh, are you going to fucking take back what you said about Shaw? No, because it was yeah. fucking 100% accurate yeah. at the time. At mm. the time, Brandon Williams was keeping him out of the team. Yeah. This is the thing though. Players' form obviously changes. Things can happen in both players' lives, and they've obviously crossed paths again. And and Luke Shaw's probably untouchable at the moment at left back, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. But clearly, the manager deserves a lot of credit for that because what he walked into and the performances that we got out of Luke Shaw um, in the earlier days, at least of uh, of Ollie, was shit. There was a reason a shit Ashley Young was starting ahead of him. There was a reason Brandon Williams was starting ahead of him, and it wasn't because he was amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, so Shaw's got to get some credit for, for sticking at it and listening and taking on board whatever feedback he's got. But I think you you have to 
uh, give some credit because people for some reason are really reluctant to give Ollie any credit at all here. Uh, but Ollie absolutely has to take some credit. It's, I mean, when you and, look at and for Fred's improvement. Yeah, when you look at, you're gonna set him off now without one. Um, when you look at the time we bought Alex Tellez, go from there to there. You know, still improvement. There was a, there was a, there was a lot of talk on that Tellez was gonna come in as first choice. It wasn't always like, oh, he's yeah. coming in as backup. There, at that time, people it shows denied, you. there was a debate, though. Do you well, know that what I mean? Shows like, you even how a conversation. I'm not saying that it was definitely going to happen. That shows you the trajectory Shaw's had. Conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even at the start of the season, this season, that's why I say, for me, it's been six months because there were still some glaring errors. And actually, nice one for Nemanja Vidic, who's literally pointed out exactly what I've been saying about him all season. Start of the season, there's still a lot of work positionally and defensively to do. He's always had that sort of potency and attack but he started adding uh, some good defensive performances to that as well. And he has. I think he suffered at the start of the season as well because I think people underestimate, and it kind of ties in with this, how influential and important Harry Maguire is. And Harry yeah, Maguire, Maguire had, had, fall, had, had yeah. fallen off a not fallen off a cliff, that's being harsh, but he wasn't his usual self after what had gone on in Mykonos and all the rest of it. He came into the start of the season. They hadn't had a proper pre-season. There's all this drama going on. Maguire's under the cosh, and I think... You need Maguire to be himself to get help get the best out of those around him because I think that's an underrated part of his game is the way he communicates with his defenders. You see, he does he carries the ball out a lot and he's he, you know he, he helps Ollie with the style he's trying to implement. It's international football, isn't it? Yeah. Because if Maguire makes a mistake for England, the first thing people might go in is that's an eighty million pound player. That oh, he's just he's just there already. Like the players don't pick the fees. Maguire's just a very good footballer. Like he, when Maguire plays for England or United, he's the exact same caliber of player. He's he's top. Yeah. He's top. 100%. We've got another super chat. Robert McCarthy says, random, but found a mint condition match day programme from the first game after Munich in 1958. I think this is a Sheffield Wednesday game, isn't it, where you, there yeah. was no team in it, you have to fill it in. Yeah. Uh, hidden away in Dad's cupboard. He didn't know how rare it is. I mean, that's a find that. Frame it. Frame cherish it. it. Yeah, 100%. Um, we've got that the... framed and we've got the babes to sign it. Really? Yeah, and then I got it back in the day and then it's got all the babes signed. You know, they used to just queue outside Old Trafford and just wait for them all. And I got the bus with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah not like, even in the, the 80s and 90s, you used to be able to do stuff yeah. like not Says get on the bus with them, but not far off. Says that. It's like a trigger word. It's like, no, like you, you know, I didn't, I didn't notice until recently that they used to stick the match worn shirts in the mega store in the 90s. Wow, what it's like 100 quid? Yeah, there's Robbo's shirt from last night against Liverpool. Imagine that. I but it co wasn't common knowledge. No, got time machine. Go back and get it. What shirt would you get? Yeah, which one would you get? Get any shirt from United. Any, from any player. Cantonal Sellers Park 95. You're not getting Hughes 1991. That's a good one. Hey. Give me an order. Like that one. Nah. That be. shirt. Yeah. That for me is the pinnacle of the shirts. Yeah. Might take, might take Clayton Blackmore's from 91, maybe. Dave Mays from 99. David Mays from 99. Get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, which one from 99? It'd be Ollie's. Let's not pretend otherwise. Ollie's from 99. Keen's Juve shirt. No, do you know who I'd you know have? Fucking hell. 99. I don't know. I wouldn't mind having... That. Yeah, Keen's Juve shirt. Any of Beckham's that season. Just to smell it. Like... Oh, different. Yeah, well, yeah, that as well. <laughs> yeah, and other things. It's <laughs> <laughs> David Beckham, innit? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in the final, he was one of the few United players who was mint. Like, because that final wasn't great. No. And it's like, we might all sit here and go, I'm not disputing, we won, and it was great, and obviously I'm not saying anything crap, but if you look at a lot of that game... Well, you take Roy Keane and Bayern, scores out of any team, yeah, it's going to be gonna a bit Exactly. And Bayern Munich had most of the possession, they had most of the chances, but if you look at our players who played really well, Beckham was probably our standout throughout the nine minutes, and it's, you know, it's a similar thing throughout that competition, you know, you look at Inner, Juve, obviously Roy Keane was the main man, but Beckham had a great game that night as well. I don't need to repeat it, but Beckham was... Sensational in 99. The most well known footballer in the world, bar none, everyone knows him, Bram Beckham and all that. And he's so underrated as a player. It's because so underrated. a lot of fans probably had him shoved down their throats and didn't quite realise. Because he wasn't like Ronaldo, 50 goals a season. No. I mean, just, I saw something the other day Ronaldo's got 59 goals in his last 60 mm. international for Portugal. What? When I was a kid growing I mean, up, Bex was. At the time, like the talisman at United, doing everything sort of just went yeah. through. Most oh, it was last incredible. Like every kid in the playground when I was there was trying to, you know, every kid was taking crosses like that. So you swing your arm out like that just because you wanted to be like him. I told you the other day, and I feel old. I was at training the other day, on. working on some pattern play in the final third. Move one of the lads over. We've got a young Argentinian lad called Luca. I stuck him over on the right hand side. I said, right, what well, want you to do? Just knock it out your feet, and I want a front post, head height, 
Beckham's heart of Inswinger. And he went, what's a Beckham Inswinger? Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh, mate, really? Went, I, Trent, anyway, got you. Like, <laughs> that's so you know much I had to die? Oh, did a little bit of vomit come up in your throat? Like, <laughs> oh, to be fair God. to him, he nailed it. Right, right fair enough. Uh, yeah, Beckham. Still fucking wounded. I always think <laughs> that with Beckham, there's that element, like, we see it with Bruno, don't we, now, where it's like the, the revisionist theory of, like, he's not that good. Mm. And I think there's people that say that about Beckham. You know, Beckham, were like, he was just, you know, he went out of a pop stand and was like, you know, he wore a skirt now and again. And, uh, no, he was fucking mint. It was unreal. Do you yeah. think the perception would have been changed because people rank it all Ballon d'Ors now if he should have rightfully won it in 99? I think there's, uh, there's an element of that. And I think also stats, because people can't get their head around the fact that I've seen people comparing Beckham's numbers to like Salah's. Like they're both wingers. The game's changed. And like, no, not only that, game's gone. but even like, you, you yeah. compare his numbers to Trent, I think Trent's probably got more than him in a single season. Yeah. Right. That's probably, I think. Well, it's like Zidane, isn't it? But the game has changed. Yeah. Like, there's more goals in games than mm. they were then. Yeah. It's like Zidane as well, isn't it? It was his best ever season at Madrid, like nine goals, nine assists. Right, listen, so I talked about this on the watch along the other day, and people lost their fucking minds. I, I said, I struggled to believe that people would lose their minds. Or the five watch along, we had to delay by about 10, 15 minutes because you, Joel, and Ginger, Crazy Ginger Cabby were just arguing like fuck to the point where I couldn't even interject. I was like, guys, we need to go live. But these guys are like, nope, nope, the stats say this. It doesn't matter well, about stats. Zidane was a France player, not a club player. So I said, Zidane is very similar to Paul Pogba in terms of he looks sensational in a France shirt, right. but has probably underwhelmed for his club. And people go, Burr! listen, here's the truth. Zidane was inconsistent. There was one season, I think it was 03-04, Zidane had more... More red cards, more red cards and assists, and more own goals and goals. Right, okay. Zidane. Right. Right? <laughs> Funny. Funny. And think about the team he was in. Yeah. Right? Zidane was a world-class French player, and he was a very, very, very good Juventus and, and Real Madrid player. But much like Paul Pogba, never really hit that consistency. And loads of people who... I'm going to be honest with you. Haven't fucking watched either Zidane at Real or Zidane at Juve. Mm. I'm going to be arguing in the comments now telling me I'm wrong. Right. Which I know is fact. Here's what happened. He won the league in his second season for both Juve and for Real Madrid and he was the best player in the team in both of those seasons. Mm. After that, disappeared. Especially at Juve. He won the World Cup with France in 98 after winning the league with Juve when he was the best player in both of those things. He yeah. was arguably the best player in the world in 1998. But he had some sort of mad hangover, just fucked off, disappeared, didn't fucking do a damn thing in a Juventus shirt, popped up again in the year 2000 and won the Euros for France. What did Zidane do to you? Nothing. I'm really, just someone really to talk into about this, him. aren't you? God, you know And then mean? he did the same sort of thing <laughs> at Real Madrid. Um, There's people, season, I'll get to you in the go on, keep, sorry, finish point. Won the league in his second season, was the best player in that team. Mm. And then by the time that it was coming to an end for him, he was, he was, Jory was a bit like, there was a bit of a gigs thing going on where those last five years just... Yeah. Um, you actually got some people agreeing with you. Um, Alex Bailey says, no, Steve is correct. Uh, Purple Haze says, you spot on Steve. Marcelo, 83, says, spot on Zidane. Uh, spot on about Zidane, sorry. Hello, uh, Mustafa Diallo says, dude, you're wrong. Um, so, Joe, he's probably the same sort of guy who thinks Maldini's a centre-half. Oh, I mean... Is he highlights player as well, Zidane? Let's face facts, though. I don't like... Huge way because, honestly, Zidane did some player. magic shit. The magic the, shit. Yeah. Like this, the Marseille turns, the, the like fucking controls from goal kick flicks and just... Mm. Here's a question, though. The, the Gamba Pradhan says... Steve's going to say, look at the stats. Time's changed for Beckham, but what about Zidane? Okay, so he got as many own goals as goals. Right. What I mean, that's not about the game stretching a little bit. That's a net zero goals in a season. You seem to have quite a few people agreeing with you. They're expected on um, I think you have three assists and three red cards. Come on, man. You can't spin that into a... The game changed a little bit, so the stats are worth a bit less now. Yeah. Yeah, on goals <laughs> cost less back in 2001. <laughs> like, and again, that's literally the stats. I mean, it's yeah. the watching the uh, anonymity of him in those games. Mm. In I the ju- league. I just think... Still was quite good in Europe, though. I mm. just think with... Um, Juan Sebastian Veron style. With, with Zidane. There's that element for me watching him from my memory, which is pretty fucking hazed anyway, of him having that ability that almost no other player's got of we're winning this game today. When yeah. he decides yeah. to like like Paul Pogba. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like that was the point but, I was trying to yeah. make. On a on a but on a scale of like, what's this? The Champions League final. Yeah. Again, and this is what yeah, people the remember. World Cup final, we're winning this. What Brazil? Pff, no. And people egg and I, those games because it was the final. Yeah. But then you look mm. at the likes of David Beckham, who gets told he's overrated. 
but he was there in every yeah. single moment. I get what you I get your point games, that you're making. Just raw consistency mm. and output and pressure moments. Mm. Whether it was the fucking grease goal, hey, it's a last minute, it's a free kick. Mm. You need to stick this in the top bins or no World Cup. Yeah, I got it, mate. Fucking gadoosh. Not in, not even close to being in fucking no. down tables and sausages all over the show. I wonder who I prefer playing with in that mm. in that team. I reckon he probably got more assists off Beckham. Figo as well, yeah. Because some of the balls he hit from Madrid were just unbelievable. Like, there's one way he fucking hits it from, like, his own half, just straight up to Ronaldo. And it's just, like, one touching in, and it's like... Mate, you see when he came back in the 99 reunion, he was still pinging him about Beckham. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. Did you see the bit where he was I doing one I don't care, two? like... A 75-yard pass. It was the best right-wing performance I've seen at yeah. Old Trafford. Yeah. It was still a 75-yard pass. I know it's different. You could, people you could play in Premier League, he couldn't. But... That's still an amazing ability to pick out passes at that age. Did ridiculous. you see the bit where he pinged it to Giggs? Shut up, shut up, <laughs> he pinged it to Giggs, like 40 yards up that yeah. way. And then he pinged it straight back to him. They did a one-two across the entire length of the pitch. And I'm like, you're about 50 and you're yeah. about 49. Why? How are you doing this? And it's one of them, that Everyone turns around and goes, could start United's team now. Them two, couldn't they? I'm like, no, mm. probably not. Juju um, Salah says, good. if Pogba goes, can Van der Beek and Camavinga work? If, if we get it's, it's, Bingo, it's mega projectionist isn't it to think that they could both step up and be that level now they've probably both got the potential to do that yeah. but asking him to do it like next month is I think Camavinga <laughs> is just a Pogba like to, I'm sick of buying players and then just shoehorning them into a six position we did it with Fred Fred's not really a six but it was like well, I think Camavinga could be here's the thing because he's 18 and they've sort of yeah, yeah, bodged yeah. him around a few different positions I yeah. really think he could be he is going to be a special player but is asking it? him to come in and fucking mm. start like next week's but that's the thing, we need that. We need that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm um, not happy that there's Sol Nick West talk going to Liverpool. Um, there's a comment here, there's a chat. Uh, Sol going to Liverpool, all the top athletic journals saying, Steve, someone tagged me in a tweet going, are you gutted? I'm not like, I don't know much about him. You do. I even, you know, pronounced his name wrong when I was... Well, I do, but fuck him. But, you know, that's obviously something more for you. But do they need him? Because um, haven't they got like is, I don't know I don't know like with Alcantara with um, uh, with Fabino. Alcantara Fabinho and um, it's like Kater there and Kater, is yeah and Kater that's I mean that's four tasty midfielders if they're gonna switch up and to be honest they should so Klopp's had this same sort of system I mean if you if you include Dortmund he's had it longer but he's he's build, been building this kind of system at Liverpool now for like what six years yeah. there's a time to at least evolve it. So if he wants to evolve it, fuck me, that midfield mm. of whether that's Keiter or Fabino, uh, Sal and, and Thiago is a midfield. hell of a midfield three or four. Mm. Whatever the fuck you Because yeah. you don't get Thiago as a runner. No. And then you don't let Wijnaldum lead. Nah, and that was and the one. It's like, like, ooh, let Wijnaldum go in. That's a bit funky. So yeah. I, Klopp's crafty. Yeah, yeah. I think Henderson can do He's a bit scouse in his actions. We were talking about this before. Yeah. Right, weren't he? Like, he was the perfect like, tracksuit wearing fucking scruff who's basically just like a bit scousing how he acts and yeah. over the board, overboard and everything like that. Him, he's not he's not thick though. No. He knows the game and, and letting like Wijnaldum go without having a sal lined up is madness. And I, I'll be gutted, yeah. I was yeah. good when Thiago went there. I thought he thought I mean, he was going to win the league. I, I, thought I was with you on that one. So open wrong I, again. I reveled in it when he lost six home games on the trot. Uh, if anyone saw my social media, Alex Bagley in the chat says, "Good that on it." Uh, yeah, it was men. One of my best wanks. Um, but how many expected mates did he have? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, yes, of course. Um, it was that baggers. Baggers, yeah. More than uh, fucking you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to touch on Maguire as well because you know we mentioned earlier everyone's talking about Luke Shaw and Shaber Short, Berto, Carlos, and all that sort of stuff, but. In terms of, if you want to go with the narrative that journalists in the British press all love about redemption and everything, you look at his last summer with Maguire, obviously everything going wrong there when he went on holiday. People constantly questioned him over his transfer fee, which isn't his fault. Now he's being lauded as one of the best, if not the best, at the moment, centre-back on the planet because of the way he's played in the Euros and the fact that others oh, are ironic. injured. I know. I mean, what do you make of it all, Steve? Like, the, the sort of, the, the Maguire narrative, if you will. For some reason, and this probably links in with both Pogba stuff and Zidane talk, <laughs> what happens in international tournaments seems to echo a lot stronger than full league campaigns. Yeah. Because they last a month, because everyone gets to watch all of the games and yeah. you can form a big opinion on them. Whereas watching a full season of La Liga or Serie A or something like that on top of watching your own club teams, fucking graft. Mm. You know, I, I record a fucking reload of games to watch at home over a weekend and 
and binge watch tons of it to be able to catch up to have any fucking clue what's going on around the rest of Europe. Otherwise, like we, I mean, obviously with with United games, tons of work. I'm fucking training and coaching my own team as well. There's this work goes into actually being able to watch more than you know. It's, it's fucking hard. Luckily, BT boxes you off because they have. I mean, they must have paid a fucking nothing for all of the rights to every other fucking league. It's sensational. But because it's in a, it's usually on free to air TV. The entire world gets to watch it, or at least the entire continent gets to watch it. Everyone gets to to have these opinions. That's why you always see a superstar emerge from a tournament mm. because you need to have six games. Yeah. Or five games, or even three games. You did it in the knockouts and score yeah. a load of goals. Everyone thinks you're amazing. Yeah. And you could just hit a purple patch of form in a, in a, in a tournament, and everyone thinks you're sensational. Harry Maguire is probably just getting the plaudits he deserves for 75% of the season he had at United. Yeah. And as what well, it's, it's like the England PR machine. It's just when you're winning, everyone feels good. And it's amazing. You know, when England everyone. win, the whole, whole country's buzzing. You, know, you walk out round here, Stevenson Square's absolutely whole country. mad. Presumptuous. <laughs> Whole country minus Stephen, but it's not, I'm not my own. Yeah, true. But the thing is, like, say. in <laughs> when <laughs> like, we haven't conceded a goal apart from the last match, right? Who's so, we? So England haven't England, conceded a goal England. apart from the last match. Who's in the fucking squad? Adam? Hang on, hang on. So there's been nothing to say anything negative. Pickford's got the brunt of it mainly, and now he's getting his flag for it. The moment that there's anything that happens in a game that's mildly negative, the entire emotion flips on that player. And well, if Maguire I, I, drops yeah. an absolute clangor in the final, yeah. they'll be like, you know, will we see the whole dartboard in, in the sun? Are we going to see the effigies? Yeah, and then ex- they, all this will be forgotten about and they'll go, we could have won that, but you fucked it up for us. Yeah. And that's your There's going to be a villain. Of course yeah. there is. They're always, they're always, it, it, I was worried. Only United player. I was worried, you know, when the free kick, I don't mm. know if you watched the game when uh, Denmark scored the free kick, because mm. it was against Shaw, the free kick. Yeah. It was a soft free kick. For me, it was just proper six wasn't and a half dozen of it. It wasn't a free kick. And also... Pickford should have got it. It wasn't even Tiny near arms. the post. But I was thinking, is Shaw going to get the ball there? Is this going to be Shaw's cost us his game by yeah. giving away that free kick? Because like you say, that's the, the first thing that went through my head. Love yeah. to demonise the United player. And it's like, oh, yeah. if it weren't for him doing that, we'd have won. And I think, mm. what are you on about? But you know mm. that's how it happens. Ronaldo got it for beating us. I saw um, Mike McGrath, didn't he mate of yours after we had him on the pod? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Right, so I'll only be a bit harsh mm. on him, right? He tweeted... Something about like Sterling's dive, that's revenge for 98 and 06. And you're like, hey, what do you mean? What happened in 98 and 06? That was injustice. Beckham, yeah, what no. happened to Beckham was bangers, but he deserves to be sent off. Oh, I don't know. Or, you know, at least, but mm. he, he committed an act, whether he was a red or yellow is arguable, but he did it. Yeah. Like, let's not pretend like there was nothing the, that happened. The 98 one. I can understand because I always think that was a harsh red card and yes, I am biased. Uh, 06, was that the stamp? Yeah, but... That's not... What, what's yeah. harsh? No, no, that's not yeah, exactly. And that's I, I a, saw that's a, a red card yeah. all day long. I saw a footy like, I think it was straight offside or something like that, a footy account that was like, look at all these injustices and they, they shown Ronaldo winking mm. and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that yeah, in there for? Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's even now, 15 years later, people still think yeah. we would... Yeah, Ronaldo winked. Yeah. Yeah. Rooney stood on someone's bollocks. <laughs> On the game as well on Sunday, in 90 minutes, the emotions can be so different to the point where you're going to have players that are going to be targeted by the press, have no protection by the FA, nothing, or a majority of that team are going to get knighthoods and statues built outside the stadium. Oh, that's how it's going down, yeah. And there's no in-between. There's, there's going to be... no in-between. And if it's one of the black players, they will be racially abused horrendously, yeah, they will. right? Mm. If, it's, if it's one of the players for a smaller club, it might get away with it. If it's a United player, they are fucked. Yeah, yeah. Because like, the players entire like, country just goes fuck that guy. Yeah. <sighs> players like Gre- Do you know the best person it could be is Grealish. Grealish, Bellingham. Yeah, they've got nothing. Bellingham's young lad who's in Dortmund. No one seems to care about football outside of these borders, and that's about it. So I think this Italy team's underrated by everyone here because the only Italian that we've seen yeah. is Jorginho, yeah. and we'd say in that midfield, Kante, he's better than him. Mason Mount, well, he's better than Jorginho. <laughs> and then you look at the rest of this Italy team, and you go, Shit. this is why. It's not the best 11, it's the 11 best. Or not the 11 best, it's the best 11. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of the parts. Very and you know, to be fair, I'm, I'm... I need knockout football. You don't have to be the best team. No, I'm bagged on Southgate for picking Saka. Maybe that's his version of that because he thinks he's getting something out of Saka. But when I watch him, I go, objectively, this isn't the case. Maybe. You do question. I don't, the thing with Southgate is, 
I've questioned, I think, every single lineup he's done. Mm. And I've questioned every single substitution I think he's made as well. Mm. And I think most of the country has. Well, but he's, he's, he's got us to a final. But there you go. And that, unfortunately, <laughs> is if he wins, yeah. there will be no inquest. No. Yeah. But there's been plenty of mistakes. Like, Harry Kane is, and I'm probably starting to become, like, a, this is a thing now. A broken right? record. With, with Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin not in the squad and you're picking Conor Cody. I'm more likely to come on than Conor Cody. Let's have it right. Yeah. yeah. So... You've got an injury-prone hurricane. You've got a guy that can get you goals, right? Now, Denmark scored first. Mm. Denmark immediately went into a low block, denied the space, and just fucking let England come in. England started having to go with direct balls into the box. Mm. For who? Saka fucking Sterling. Because Kane was nowhere near the box. Yeah. Now, we got back into it. Mm. But if you don't, we, we. that becomes... We, yeah. England got back into it. So <laughs> that becomes increasingly obvious how that sort of plays out. If you've got a Calvert-Lewin... Not a drama, because if you're pumping long balls up, here's a guy that's going to get something on the end of him and probably going to get yeah. you a goal. But he's not even on the bench, and it's in fucking sane not to have that option on the bench. Kane's I think with... I think with um, 12 fucking substitutes! I think with Southgate, though, and you saw it, I think it was against Croatia, where when Marcus comes on, he plays him down the middle, then he moves into right. I think in his head, he's thinking, if I need a striker, I've got Marcus. And I think he did it against, yeah. was it Scotland as well? Yeah, yeah. Scotland, he brought him when on, he Kane played him down the middle. Yeah. It might have been Marcus didn't win in a fucking head and, against and Warwick Davis. You know that. But I think Southgate even said that. He said, like, oh, you know, <laughs> Marcus gives us a different option and da da da. So I think he's thinking, what does Calvin Lewin do? I, know. I mean, I, my, my thought is, for my, one, he'd one be in the fucking six yard box. For two, he'd win an header. If you yeah. play Marcus, you play him on the left or don't play him. I don't get that's, Kane. That's He's frustrating. Because it's like he wants to be every player at the same time. And it's like, no, just be the goal scorer that you are and you'll just, you'll piss it. Um, Adam McCullough's in the chat as well. He says it was a stonewall penalty, to be fair. Um, Surav Mukherjee, forgive me if I butchered that one, says, what impact a win can have on our side? Our players have been criticised by every Tom, Dick and Harry for messing up in the big matches, but for a change, I saw Maguire and Shaw so calm in this tournament. That's one thing about this entire England side that I will give Southgate credit for. He seems to have them playing confidently. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. they're calm and they're confident. And I think one of the issues that England had before, and possibly it is because of the relationship that he's allowed with the press and the media mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Even things like do the Lions Den, where they have the players, like, talking yeah. to, like, a couple of presenters and stuff like well, that on Del YouTube. It feels like he's part of the team. And people what did he tweet? Did he tweet? <laughs> yeah, he tweeted, like, unbelievable. To be part to be, of this squad. Be, yeah, to be a part of this squad. And it's like, you're not part of this squad. But the way that all that's been done, the way that he is with the players all the time and he's training with them. Do you know what? Like, Behind the scenes, they probably do call the media team and all that the team. Well, you've you seen every what, single day. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. needed a bit of that, I feel, with England. It's always been us and them and it with the, the press. That's what I was players. getting at. Yeah, so sorry, I wonder if the players aren't feeling the fear from the media and the fan base because that's definitely been there in the past. Mm. You know, that standoffishness has created a, a bit of a, a divide. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if that's mm. one of the reasons why this England team does look... Mm. Because... They've made all of the wins look comfortable, including Germany, even though it was a lot tighter than 2-0 suggests. That was Germany game. That was a turning point for me. Cause Ten minutes in, I went, we're getting overrun like fuck, and this is going to be stage fright for all but these they, players because they're going to go, shit, they stayed calm. this is the England thing. Yeah, and they stayed calm, and they just hit them on the break. And that was prime, like, Jose-looking shit. That, that's why one of them where you go, we're going to lose how many is it going to be? Yeah, like? so and then you go, I'll how the definitely, fuck have we won that game? I'll, I'll fucking happily give Southgate credit for that, but you can't be reductionist in to go, well, we've only got everything right. Hmm. No, he won despite quite a few mistakes, I think. And, yeah. and I think win. against Italy, like, I want England to win this because I, I can't, I can, like, this fucking country needs it. I think Italy needs it. I think any country needs to win it. For That's a good, happened. like, when you hear, like, this country deserves it because of what we've been through, you think, well, what, it's how so, it's so been it's a better role. Pandemic. Italy didn't have COVID, yeah. they were okay. Like, you can argue that with any country, can't you? Let's yeah, I think they all need it. I, I, th I think being someone who lives in England, it would be great if England won it because yeah. this place is going to go off. I mean, out here the other day, where we are in, in the middle of Manchester, it was like the fucking purge happened. It was insane. It was like a rave. It was, it was fucking bananas in the streets. Um, yeah, it was fucking absolutely. It was fucking bananas. Yeah, it was fucking wild. Twelve hours, whatever. It's twelve hours all, for a semi-final. Yeah, all laws are off. You can do what you want. So Sunday. I can't even imagine what Sunday's going to be like. Yeah, it is. It is, man. I think um, Southgate's done credit. Also, Southgate's been talking about Marcus because. Marcus hasn't played a lot. He's he couple. He's featured in a couple of games, um, and obviously Rashford. You always think of him as one of Southgate's go-to players. 
He's mm. usually plays him. He starts quite a lot of games on the Southgate. Um, obviously made him captain um, just before the, the competition started. And yeah, he's, he's been substitute. I think he's come on as a sub twice, so he's not really been in the tournament so far. Um, and he's just sort of commented saying, we've got some stars who haven't had the amount of football they would want. The likes of Marcus Rashford, who has just got on with things and accepted that at the moment he's had to wait and be patient, but we wouldn't have got to the point we've got without the mentality of the whole group. Um, I mean, it's a weird one with Marcus as well, isn't it? Because even though he's there and he's fit and he has played and he played, like I just said, he played in that game just before the competition started, he's still not 100%. I mean, he's having an operation in it when, he's, he's, when the tournament's over. And also, if you're going to play him anyway, you probably play him on the left and Sterling's been playing there and he's kind of done okay and he can't really grumble too much about Again, him. he's been effective without being... I saw someone <laughs> the other day say oh, there's been loads of nine oh, out of 10 performances and I was like... I, I mean, but again, that's like... He's spinning that to make it sound good for the players. If he's not going to do a Mourinho and come out and be like, yeah, these are shit, but we're winning, so whatever. Yeah. No, that's true. The I mean, as well with, with Rashford. He's very good at that, South He's unfit. Yeah. He needs about three surgeries. And as well, he's been shit for the best part of three months at United. Yeah. He's not in form. Yeah. But he is the kind of It'd player be the first that, to admit it, but because of how fast he is and, and how mm. physical he is, like mm. with a slightly higher line. I mean, like if Benucci decides to go 25 metres from his goal line and you've got Marcus mm. Rashford anywhere near fit, that's an I want to ask you about this because this seems to be the narrative that I'm, or the comment that I'm hearing from everyone. Oh, Italy have got Benucci in Chile and it's dead slow. Like, let's just get fast players at him and run at him and then we'll win. Yeah. But Joel, so Joel she's been talking been, about. Yeah. Harry Maguire. <laughs> it went in a fucking 100 meter race yeah. against a slug and I always so, think like, these players have obviously you, play against fast players and are kind of good at it they the must have a way of the, the whole thing is yeah. pulling that line away from the, back, right. from the, the box and you can do yeah. it Spain did it yeah. Spain managed to find mm. gaps in, in and around it's, and Spain aren't fast um, moving forward Spain are, are fast when it comes to the occasional one and two touches and they'll move the ball quickly laterally but they don't really get it going mm. vertically very quick whereas I think England's thing is you can call it direct, you can call it long ball if you want. England can go vertically quite quick. Mm. And if you can get it into the likes of... I'm, I'm a biased, yeah. If you can get it into the likes of Jason Sanchez or fucking Marcus Rashford really quickly, you can absolutely fucking obliterate them. But if you let them get in the box, yeah. I mean, again, you, people are always vulnerable from crosses. Yeah. Because it's the, the speed of everything that's happening, the, the movement of mm. people where you can't fucking see them because you're only seeing 180 degrees at once. Yo, and Harry, Ka Harry Kane is a fucking elite striker. He could still score against Benucci inside the box. But the odds are on Benucci in this. Yeah. They're, they're fucking very, very good. If not, the gold standard. Yeah. Put tenor on Harry Kane's scoring now, because I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I don't think Harry Kane's got a sniff of a chance ahead in that. Because these are defenders. <laughs> fucking love defenders. Not ahead, though. But the balls that we put into the box mm. the other night um, against Ukraine. Mm. Was it Ukraine? Was it, was it yeah, Ukraine. No, yeah. Was it the yeah, we'll the two set piece goals in no, the, the game. No, the ones inside the box. Where was they? Was it Germany? Ukraine when we, we scored Harry Maguire and Harry Kane scored. Yeah. What are you on about? The headed goals? No. They were, they oh, were right, right inside sorry. the six. Sorry, I thought box. you meant the headed goals. In no, the box. you put those balls back. The, the Shaw crosses into the Shaw and was it Shaw and Grealish? Shaw and Grealish mm. balls into the six yard box. <laughs> That's anyone. Yeah, Anyone's yeah. getting on those if you can get that close to the goal. But yeah, I think. I think what you said before, like, I think that's the best way, just going through them vertically. I think we've got the players that suit that. You've got to pull that. Sancho's the best one for it. He's not going to play. Grealish is mustered at that. Who? He's not going to play. I don't know. Who's Who? he? Jack Grealish. Sanchez. <laughs> but um, Jason Sanchez. Um, do you see the game when Spain played them? Spain's goal that they scored, where it was the most simple given goal one two, and they, uh, they just got spun. That's it. So and that's, England can do that. Oh, that's where it, Spain are good, but the penalty. Do it all game. The, the penetration that they've got, I don't think it's quite on the same level. Yeah. But the the control that they mm. have in midfield, I don't think we're on the same level. But I think the balance at the back as well is going to help us because now you've got Maguire who's got the very good defensive partner for once next to him in John Stones. I think they complement each other really well. That for me though, so the, the area of weakness that I would look to exploit if I was Italy is when you've sucked England over to your right, their left. So you've got like this side of the picture, you've got Shaw, you've got Sterling... Uh, and you, you've started to pull the midfield over. A ball coming back the other way to a roundabout the D mm. where you don't quite know if that's walkers or stones. That, for me, right there is where England look mm. fucking awful. The who's responsible... These are two players that I played together as well, which makes it weird. But the who's responsible for that, I think that when balls have been played from the, the right flank 
our England's left flank into that sort of D area and it's those two picking it up, I think that there is where England look the most vulnerable. Do you reckon they're going to change the formation? Because he's done it against Scotland and it's Italy and Scotland, nothing alike, but system dictates both playing how blue. they've done it. Both playing blue. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how good Suso lived in both places? Also that as well. Uh, well, uh, yeah, there Top you go. Player. Very similar. But if they've got wing-backs... And got we mount, have full, mount, both countries have mountains. If they've got wing-backs and we've got full-backs... Yeah. And I can't understand what either of them say. <laughs> if, they've okay. got, if they've got two wing-backs and then our full-backs are well bombing on, don't really want to come back, Shaw don't want to come back, Walker don't really want to come back, his pace can get him out of situations. But if he's caught 30 yards, he's got a hell of a task against him. Is he going to change the system? Because last few games have been 4-2-3-1 and it's been one in, one out. And I like that. That stability. Players get used to each other. I and now is it go. like, are we going to uproot the tree that we've just planted for the last six, seven games to put a new system in? I'd go 3-5-2. Because I'd, mm. I'd give us the, the width to try and drag. Would you put Shaw at wing-back? Yeah. I'd go Shaw and Trippier as wing-backs. And um, I, would, I would go with someone like Mings. Would you not? You, not, you drop Walker? Yeah. Really? Well, you don't have Walker's right centre half. Maybe no, Shaw's because I think Italy are going to try and play it in the air. Right, okay. And, and Tyrone Mings, that's his brother. But if they don't, yeah, you, you're going to want the pace of, of Walker in there. But when you've got three of you, you can handle... Like, you don't... When it's two of you, you definitely need the pace Would to drop think? in, especially when it's uh, Maguire and, and Stones. But I, I think having a two, if it's Harry Maguire... Harry Maguire... Maguire. Harry Maguire. Harry Spanish Kane, genius. Harry Kane and Sterling, which I think he will be, I think you need Mason Mount in the ten. Yeah. I think it's going to be Phillips and Rice, or it could be Henderson and, and Rice, or something like that. Yeah, for I me, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a few people saying this is Henderson going to come in. I, I think Phillips and Rice has worked. Yeah. I wouldn't change that. But I think three five two could work because then you go man for man against mm. the the two defenders. Which, let's be honest, no one does at the moment. Mm. So people are probably so used to having me and you marking him. Yeah, yeah. And one of me are always free. But when you go and stand right on the pair of them, and but again, that's the problem. Harry Kane won't stand there. I think Calvert Lewin might fucking work. I think the left side's where the game could be won or lost. Because I think if you put Shaw at wing back, that's an issue in itself because he's, he's going to go up, he's going to love that in their half, but the getting back is just what I'm worrying about. Left centre half, doing the game against PSG, absolutely stormed at left centre half. He was awesome. And then you've got Ben Chilwell, who religiously plays left wing back for Chelsea in a 3 5 2 system that's just won a European Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, I know he's not played a lot for England. You mean not at all? Or not at all, exactly. <laughs> but he's probably walking around there going, Is this Champions League medal? Champions League medal? Like, he's, you Wearing know, he's it at breakfast it. and stuff like that. Oh, I was. Oh, sorry, I've just got milk on my fucking yeah. Champions League. He's that picture of Aspilicueta when he was having coffee with it um, in the, on the morning after. He just had the Champions League trophy sat there and he had an espresso. Do you know what? I Porto. fucking hate Chelsea. But I'm there for that sort of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't win stuff and pretend you've not won yeah. stuff. Don't be like a dick like fucking Robertson was. But those sorts of things I've got yeah. time for. Lewandowski waking up in bed with it. A fucking shower with a fucking thing and everything. Yeah. <laughs> How much champagne do you reckon been drank out of that thing? All of it. The lot. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> um, I know boxers who used to bang when they won a belt. They just, that was all they were. All of them. You're like, that needs so anti-backing. Big time. <laughs> Are we doing a Wally, on the week, a Wally of the Week on this as well? Okay, fair enough. Um, we're going to do Wally of the Week. We're going to do it on the, on the brew now, apparently. Um, right, okay. The fucking rules. <laughs> Listen, producer Joe says what producer Joe gets. Well, he's the fucking on. Wally of the Week then. Uh, right, okay, thank you. Um, Wally of the Week for you, go on. Come to me last. I've not got anyone in my head at the moment. Um, do you know what can I say? I know we don't usually do this. Let's just do this one or not. Wally Week, are all these Tories wearing bloody England tops Correct. and cheering? I mean, you do go political on here occasionally, so you do do that. I do do that. I say I don't, but I practically do it every time we're on yeah, it. It's, it's, um, it's like your thing. Yeah, sorry. I'm not, I'm not even sorry, actually. And have they all got fucking tickets? And what, what is Was this? they all successful in the ballot? What's this? They all have maximum credits. Did they go to Azerbaijan away, did they? <laughs> fucking stop it. Honestly, I, I actually feel sorry. Well, I don't because I'm working for Tories, but the cameraman who was just sat there going, just do that again. Just do that again. Honestly, the most boring job in the world. You see, Boris Johnson? Go on. Honestly, like, how was someone, how's someone at government not gone, can we employ someone to dress this fucking bumbling idiot? I know. Like, he went there with a suit that he looked like he bought from a fucking charity shop. This is the Prime Minister. It's not a bad paying job, that. But it's all partly Anthony. Is it though? I don't know. know if it is. He's a he fucking does. He tube. knows, like, it's so, all that thing. Oh, he's a bubbling idiot as he bombs a country. He's, he's wearing a fucking charity fucking shop suit with a shirt and he's put the England shirt on under it and put on the top. Like, turn it in, you fucking drip. Who's his support? Uh, Harley Quinn's. Not a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
if there was like, I mean, you knew Supports some politicians. Supports all the teams, all the soccer teams. Like, like fucking, Loves them all. what's it called? Prince William, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure he's fucking big on the halt and like apparently a Villa fan. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But Love at least, the, uh, the at least you're aware yeah. that there's some sort of a connection there. Like, I yeah, think yeah. Prince Harry's an Arsenal fan. Of course he is. Yeah. Right? But, who the fuck do you support, Bojo? Pretty Patel. Oh, I saw a right good tweet about her. Well, she, she tweeted something like, it's coming home. And someone put, did you mean you're fucking going home? <laughs> yeah. What you meant to say. Yeah, she ended up deporting it. Um, go on. Um, Arsenal Football Club. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, that. Because they're... Go on, I'll let you explain why. There's been a massive rumour. Is it confirmed? I think it is semi-confirmed. I think it's almost here we go. Now, Amazon are making their documentary All or Nothing at Arsenal Football Club, which hope we hope goes the same route that it did in the Tottenham one, just with the cameras rolling this time. Yeah, but even when the cameras were rolling, yeah. they just chopped it out. Yeah. The gold that they had of sacking one manager and bringing Mourinho mm. in, they PG'd the fuck out of. Yeah. But here's Mourinho, and you're like, oh, That was on, the thing we all wanted to Show me to the see. fucking route. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know you got a camera in his office, so yeah. where is it? I just yeah. feel like there's too much. Answer. I'll pay for that. Do we have Prime go, you can have it, it's 10 99 Fucking there you go. Yeah. Last three digits in. The meme potential. That's all I'm thinking about. Like, I just can't be doing with all him. All those too much about him. Suddenly until I die, you've got the one about where he's like EDM music plays and then it yeah, goes, yeah, well, yeah, can't lengths. play any of that if we don't get the speakers to play. EDM music stops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roll the office intro. It's Perfect for it. Unbelievable. Sunderland side, that is fucking wicked. That is Spurs boring. one as well. You've got the Mourinho one where he's talking about Matelli and he's writing something and he goes, <laughs> there were so many memes off. of that about yeah. where people had edited other stuff in and gone and turned the telly it's, off. It's quality. unbelievable. If you can get something like that, so, so, so. At man. Arsenal. And Arsenal. There's going to be loads in there. Arteta's going to have to actually coach. <sighs> oh, they might edit it to make it look like he does. Uh, right, so you're going with Arsenal. I'm going with just, you know, Tories. Or, you know, to be honest with you, just politicians loving the football because Keir Starmer's up there with him as well with his poses. Um, and who have you gone with? I can't remember who you said. Oh, you said producer Joe. Joe, but I think you were joking, so go on. Don't presume. Right, okay. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, what are you doing with yourself anyway, you little punk? Well, do you know what? If you've not watched live football, right. and most of you've not, yeah. for a minute, yeah. Um, then we're allowed spectators tomorrow. We've got a double header. Right, go on. Um, Paddock playing Denton. The big friendly clash. The, right, okay. Um, if you're in the Denton area, have a look on the Paddock FC Twitter and come and join us. Kickoff is at 12 for the Reses and 2 for the first. Nice. about you, you little weasel? I'll be doing the same. Oh, filming right. it. I'm filming it. <laughs> sunny Denton. <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's planned to be sunny. Right, well, you can check these two out um, if you're in the Denton area. Um, if not, you can know where to find him on socials. What's your socials, actually, Mr. Patterson? You can find me on Twitter, Adam Patterson, but the O is a zero. Go and check him out because he loves a good reference to the office. Hey, he loves a good joke. Um, you know where to find him as well. Make sure as well you're hitting like, share, and subscribe, and hit the notification bell as well so you're getting all the updates when we go live. And we will be going live when Manchester United do anything of note. This has been Housen's Brew. That's been Stephen Housen. I'm Jay Moyet. That's been Adam Patterson. Thanks for watching. Podcast Network.